Welcome to 2A for Today. My name is Zoe and I'm the host of 2A for Today. At 2A for Today, we focus on all things Second Amendment, all things that threaten, protect, and violate the Second Amendment God-given right of all Americans. That's the right to keep, carry, and use arms if you need to. Today on the show, we got Philip Smith from NAGA, the National African-American Gun Association. I'm not going to you know, give a whole bunch of introductions. I'll let him introduce himself. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Brother Philip Smith. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your history. I heard UC Berkeley. I heard that you were, uh, you know, out in Silicon Valley. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, born and raised, bread and buttered in a little town called Vallejo, California, which is about 30 miles north of Oakland, San Francisco. Um, attended UC Davis, UC Berkeley, and uh, spent my whole life out there. I'm a California kid, I guess. Um, good or bad. And uh, after uh, college, I worked in Silicon Valley doing HR recruitment as well as consulting, San Francisco. I mean, it's bounced back and forth, San Francisco, San Jose, Silicon Valley. This really, that's how I made my money. I made, made a lot of money, did really well financially. And, uh, but in about 1995, I fell in love and met this beautiful little chocolate thing out in, in uh, California, uh, my wife-to-be. And um, she had a beautiful smile and said, uh, you know, want to get married, all that good stuff and make a long story short, got married. And she said, Phil, first thing, I want to move down to the, the South. I want to raise our kids in the South. So that's what we did. And in 2002, we moved to uh, the Atlanta, Georgia metro area. Outstanding. Now, tell I mean, that, that's a huge jump in culture between oh, California and Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> it tell, is, I mean, it is. What was that like? It, for, at the first month or not month, first year was kind of difficult because, you know, you're in a new area trying to get to know folks. Um, but my background really kind of kicked in because I've come from a background which is very accepting diversity. Um, California is a literal me melting pot. So coming up, when I met somebody from a different background, the first thing I said is, hey, what do you guys do? You know, that, that was my mindset. What do you got? What kind of food you eat? You know, what, what, what's going on with your culture? So that mindset really helped me out in the South. But the South is very, very different from California. California, for the most part, is an anti-gun state. I know they won't say that publicly, but from my perspective, they try they try everything that they possibly can to avoid letting you purchase a gun. The cost, the classes, now they have insurance they're trying to push on you. I mean, it's, it's everything. It's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, so when I came to Georgia, it was very refreshing in that everyone had a gun. Not everyone literally, but just about everybody that you jumped, you ran into. My dentist had a gun. My doctor had a gun. My CPA had a gun. Um, I went to some of my fraternal meetings and most of my fraternity brothers had guns. They all shoot on the weekend. None of these people are bad guys. They're all hardworking. They have mortgages, kids, um, good abiding law abiding citizens. So that socialization that I got my, in, my prim, in my primary years in California was being challenged because I heard a different perspective. You know, those gun guys are all crazy. Those gun women are all crazy. They're walking around the street. They're they're causing havoc, you know, all that kind of stuff was really challenged. And I had to come to, to, to the prayer uh, within myself and say, you know what, let's look at things for what they truly are. And that's what really happened from 2002 when I first came here to 2015. I kept getting really good stories day in and day out from good law-abiding citizens who were gun owners, who were African-American, who were white, who were Latino, who were Asian, but they owned a gun. And uh, finally kind of got to a crescendo i was working on a really hard contract um with a biotech firm out here in, in uh georgia and two of my co-workers who were also consultants kind of said hey phil we're going shooting saturday uh, and i said oh man i'm, I'm not going to do that I, i'm not a shooter i really never shot a gun that's just not my thing but these guys literally bugged me 
from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and finally on Friday, I said, okay, I'll go, I'll go. So fast forward the next day, Saturday, I'm at the range, signing my, you know, my waiver forms. And I, I ain't gonna lie, though, I had a great time. I had such a great time. I saved up three hours. I shot everything. I shot AR, I shot AKA, I shot 357. I thought I was Dirty Harry. I mean, I, Jason Bourne. I mean, I was just doing everything. You know, <laughs> and, sideways. Oh, yeah. I tilted sideways. And the guy said, no, Philip, no, no, don't. That's, you don't shoot like that. The range officer. And um, I was so tired, but so elated. My, you know, my hand is sore. I'm just pumped up. And I, I sat there in the middle of the lobby of the, of the, of the range and said, if I can do this with no experience as an African-American male, there's other folks in my community that can do the same thing. So I came back the next week by myself and repeated it, had a better experience. And that's when the light bulb came on. I said, let's put together an organization that speaks to our people culturally, but at the same time acts as a bridge of information that'll take them from being a non-gun owner to a gun owner. And that's what I did. I, I put together this a basic template, very simplistic, that addressed three core things that we need to have in our community that I thought. One, training and safety, and more training, we're saying that's the core ethos of the organization. We focus on training. <laughs> Secondly, there's a heavy emphasis on knowing your national and local laws as it applies to your particular state and the national um, uh, conversation. If you ask a NAGA member, and just in general, what do, you, what do you know about national gun laws? They might say, hey, I heard this proposal on the red flag laws, red flag laws, or the ghost gun. They'll have a general knowledge, and that's the emphasis. They don't have to be attorneys, but certainly mm -hmm. you should know every gun law as it applies to your state and have a, a general conversation regarding national laws. So those two things we really focus on. But the one thing that has really separated us from any organization in the world is what we call the NMOC. That's the new members orientation class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in that class, we take our members and we give them information on the history of Black arms. We talk about Tuskegee Airmen, the Buffalo Soldiers. We talk about Deacons of Defense. We talk about Harriet Tubman. We talk about Nat Turner. We talk about all those African-Americans famous and not so famous in, in many cases yeah. that have utilized a firearm for their, their emancipation and the protection of the country. And when that process is gone through from beginning to end, our members are not only educated, but they understand that they have a responsibility to carry a, the, that, that gun and, and hold the Second Amendment close to their heart, because without the Second Amendment, nothing's going on. We, yeah, you and I will be having a conversation. I won't have any ammo. I won't have any guns. So they understand that through going through that process, what the, uh, the Second Amendment is, and more importantly, are just as important. Um, with their rights uh, as it applies to having a gun. So that really puts them in a really good state of mind and really has helped the organization grow, you know, to what it is right now. You know, it's interesting too, because to be honest with you, like in California, there's a diversity of identity, right? Yeah. But not a lot of diversity of philosophy. Yes. But but then yes. you go to you go to places like Atlanta, where there yeah. also there's also diversity of identity. Yeah. Um, and culturally a lot more black folks, right? Absolutely. But, but there's the 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 there's a uh, <laughs> diversity of philosophy too, where yeah. you have people that are not necessarily, you know, your NRA, red MAGA hat wearing, political yeah. Republican conservative, that's the gun owner, you know? Right. Right. And so it, it, it's, a, it's a very American ideal, you know, that 
got your rights to keep the bare arms come from God, you know? And so yeah. it, it spans across multiple philosophical viewpoints. I'm not trying to get us mired in any kind of political discussion as much. Yeah. It's just make a, a commentary on that this gun rights is not a partisan issue. <laughs> Matter no. of fact, it's no. a, it, not only is it nonpartisan, I think that it's probably the preeminent ethos of, of Americanism, you know, that yeah. bearing arms and protecting your family and your neighbors is your duty. You know, if you mm -hmm. would protect yourself, then you have a right, you have a duty to protect the people around you that are also vulnerable, yeah. you know? And I yeah. think that's why you probably see so many good people that are, those are the gun owners mostly, you know, the ones that are going to the range that are learning safety, that are training each other. Those yeah. are the good people because yeah. we have a responsibility, you know, no matter what your political persuasion is. How, yeah. Could you speak to that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, you, you kind of hit something that, that's really kind of, I think, I think the secret in the sauce in our organization. I can't tell you how many good folks that are out there that are joining our organization, regardless of color. Now, we have a lot of non-Blacks over, over oh, close to 2,000 white members that are extremely active in our organization. And I, and I like that, as well as Latino and Asian and, of course, Black. These are folks that are just trying to do the right thing. Like you, to your point, talk, talk, talking about protecting their family, talking about protecting their community, having a sense of responsibility for their fellow man that, next, that, that's, that lives next to them. Yeah. That's been kind of lost in the country. And I think um, the folks that are in our organization, regardless of their, their temperament and, and, and their, 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 their uh, conversation, you'll kind of go back to that every time. They care about people and they care about the country and they care about obviously the Second Amendment. And I think that's a good thing. Regardless of your, who you vote for, we can come together on those issues because they're universal. I have kids. I have a wife. I want them safe. You have kids. You have a wife. You have a family, mother and father. You want them safe. So those we can come together on those issues. The other stuff on the side, you know, we'll let them lay out, play out the way they play out. But the, those core issues, we can come together with that. And I think that's the reason why so many folks come to Naga. Because when we come to, to Naga, two things are going to happen. We're going to give you a high five. We're going to give you a big hug. And we're going to say, welcome, brother, welcome, sister, regardless of your color, regardless of who you vote for, regardless of your sexual orientation. We're going to give you a hug. You're going to feel comfortable. And what I've heard time and time, literally thousands at this, at this, at this point, Philip, I just love your organization because I can be myself. Yeah. I can vote for Biden. I can vote for Trump. I can vote for whomever, Obama. And I'm still respected. Now, if you want to have a conversation, it might be a heated conversation. But it's a it's a we're a big boy tent organization. Everybody's welcome. And I think that's the reason why people gravitate toward us and say, you know what, I feel comfortable in that in that seat over there with those guys because they're not judging me. They're helping me. They're they're being my brother, they're being my sister, literally. And I think that's a lost uh, a lost cause in some places in the country right now. Yeah. You know, there there are I call it the economics of hate. You know, there are yeah. people that are fully invested in that politic, you know. Yeah. And so th sometimes that conversation can't be had in some company, but I love that you have created a environment, an association where people very much like even the founders would have been in this day and age yes. that, are that are still fighting for liberty. And that yeah. is the blessings of liberty, not just for themselves, but also for their children. Yeah. Because I mean, in every, it seems like in every community where you find there is a revulsion to gun rights, people are depending on uh, the law enforcement, uh, now don't get me wrong, I believe law enforcement officers are some of the most uh, self-sacrificial, courageous right. people on the planet. There are bad apples on every tree, yeah. but mm -hmm. um, we still have this 
false sense of security, this idea that police officers are obligated to protect us, which couldn't be further from the truth. Correct. You know? Correct. And so, but get, so getting back to a community that understands that we're supposed to be protecting each other, and then we can have those discussions about our specific political bents in the midst of that, because our preeminent uh, thing that we're protecting is liberty, uh, and it's the goodness. We have inbuilt restraints. We don't need total government, because if you have to depend on total government, then you're probably going to get some black boots sooner or later. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. And I, I think, you know, one of the things that has happened indirectly, but I'm glad it has happened with our organization, people become more self-reliant. People become more self-managed uh, in terms of it's my responsibility to take care of my family. Obviously, the police have a they have a heavy workload. They're doing what they're trying to do as far as you know maintaining order in, in, in the in the in society. But what our organization is able to do very subtly and indirectly is that we're having folks saying, you know what, hey Phil, I'm gonna join your organization. I'm gonna join NAGA because I need to be able to take care of my family. Somebody breaks in my house at 2 a.m. in the morning, I can't say, hold on, hold on, guys, don't rob me yet. <laughs> yeah. Let me call 911. We'll have tea. <laughs> You know, we, we can't say that. You have to take yeah. care of that issue right then and there. It doesn't guarantee anything, obviously, but at least you have a fighting chance that someone breaks in your house trying to kill you or rape your, your kids, or your, your wife, and you know, things of that nature. That's right. I mean, when you when you got seven seconds, they need seven minutes to get to you. Yeah. And so it's, it's um, a lose, lose, lose proposition. Yeah. I, here recently, I've been trying to um, put forth the the notion that it's not even just gun safety training that we need we need some tactical training we need to know how to transition how to clear jams what not to aim at you know yes. <laughs> what, yes. what's behind uh, what you're aiming at you yeah, know we, we like can that. talk about them for a long time too oh my god <laughs> yeah so i'm you know, so thankful for your organization i i, I hope the the that you continue to prosper continue to have um you know more of what you guys are bringing to america i think what you're bringing to america is needed so thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. We've, we've been blessed. We have a we have an incredible uh, gr uh, group of folks that are behind me. I have a, a staff, regional directors, all that stuff. But we all focus on the one, the main goal, that is uh, to help, you know, our, our fellow man to be able to protect themselves. I would like to say one thing before we get off the air, before I forget, I'll get slapped yeah. in the head by my team. We have a new magazine out called Caliber. Um, it has been incredibly well received at SHOT Show. Um, it's called Caliber, and I have the picture of it right here. Um, it has been fantastic. I encourage all of your listeners and readers uh, to get the magazine. It is new content, um, very good content, and allows uh, you to see uh, um, Black folks in a very positive light when it comes to uh, the Second Amendment. So That's outstanding. Thank you for sharing that. We'll, we'll make sure Definitely. that we uh, cut in some, uh, some high-quality images of that, too. You just send it to us. Okay, so, sure. I'll definitely do that. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for being on the show today. I'm going to go ahead and, and close the show. Thank you guys for being with us again at 2A for Today. And that concludes our program. Uh, but again, in the coming weeks and months, 2A for Today is going to be talking with experts, scholars, trainers, all forms of gun rights activists and Second Amendment proponents, you know, to discuss the many things that we all share uh, as far as gun rights is concerned and, and to fight against the poison that's coming down from D.C. and sometimes within the states. So again, Thank you for joining us on 2A for Today uh, that was brought to you by the New American Magazine. Make sure you also pick up your copy of Trump World, you know, because obviously our, our brother uh, Bill Jasper put this together. It's pretty amazing. I'm in the middle of it, too, if you can find me, you know. If it, you got 60 seconds to find me. If you don't, if you can't find me, then you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
just uh, thank you for joining the program for today. I, I really appreciate you guys sticking with us. If you got any questions or comments, put them in the in the comments section below, and I'll get to them as soon as I can, as fast as I can in the coming weeks and months. So thank you guys for watching to wait for today.